I have a friend um, who was abducted in her uh, teenage years, so she was 19 years old, and she was getting ready to drive to work, and as she was driving to work, she realized that her, her tires were flat in her car. And so somebody pulled up next to her and said, uh, can I give you a ride to work? And she said, no, she could walk to work. It was only a few blocks away. And he said, well, you know, you never know um, at this time of day if it's safe for you to walk. And so without realizing it, um, she got into this car and he was not a friend. He was uh, somebody that had been stalking her and he abducted her and took her away and did some horrible things with her, and she was scared for her life. And as she was sitting there in the passenger side of the car, she remembers this feeling of calm come over her. The Holy Spirit just came over her. And, when she, and she was given the sense of, be at peace. Do not act afraid. Do not um, act upset, because if you do, he may take your life. And so from that moment, she just allowed the Holy Spirit to guide her. And there was one point where she had a chance to escape, and she was thinking, if I, if I run, he's probably going to kill me, and if I stay, he's probably going to kill me. And, and she just didn't know what to do, and so she asked God for guidance. And at that moment, somebody walked out of the back of the building. And when she saw this man walk out of the back of the building, she knew that he would be a person of safety, and so she ran to him, and uh, she was able to escape. Well, it turned out later that the, the, it was that guy that had slashed her tires. He slashed her tires so that she would, um, you know, be vulnerable. When I hear stories like that from people, that's where I see true evil. You know, I see Satan as being a real force in this world. And the reality is that we all... Um, are faced with Satan, and we're faced with his trickery. We're faced with Satan trying to lure us into his car. And Satan does the same thing. He slashes our tires. He manipulates our lives. He does things to upset us and invites us to get into the car with him. And I think it's so important for us all to know the reality of him on the prowl trying to um, get to us, trying to sabotage us, and ultimately trying to get us to take a ride with him. And once we do that, he's able to, 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 to capture us and, and to hold us. But we are given wonderful power by Christ to overcome Satan when these temptations happen, when these trickeries happen, when these um, invitations happen. And the Catechism gives the answer. It says, since baptism signifies liberation and sin from the instigation of the devil, one or more exorcisms are pronounced over the candidate. So do you know that you've all been exorcised if you've been baptized? In the rite of baptism, there's a, a, a passage, uh, a prayer of exorcism. So I just want you to read that. I'm going to read that to you real quick so that you, you know what has been already prayed for you how you have been protected from Satan. So the priest or deacon prays over the child or the adult, uh, depending on when you were baptized. Almighty and ever-living God, you sent your son into the world to cast out the power of Satan, spirit of evil, 
to rescue man from the kingdom of darkness and to bring him into the splendor of your kingdom of light. We pray for this child. Set him free from original sin. Make him a temple of your glory and send your Holy Spirit to dwell with him. And then the second prayer that's used is, Almighty God, you sent your only Son to rescue man from the slavery of sin and to give us freedom of your only sons and daughters. We pray for this child who will have to face the world in its temptation and fight the devil in his cunning. Your Son died and rose again to save us by a victory over sin and death Cleanse this child from the state of original sin. Strengthen the child with the grace of Christ and watch over the child at every step in life's journey. And then we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Those are powerful prayers that have been prayed over each and every one of you when you were baptized and each and every one of your children when you were baptized. We hear in the gospel today this early act of Jesus. So as he's beginning to work his miracles, one of the first miracles that he works is an exorcism, where he exercises Satan. So he's teaching on the Sabbath, and as he's teaching with authority, there was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cries out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Notice the fear of being destroyed. So, Jesus coming and fear of destroying. I think some of us, because of original sin, have that fear of letting Jesus into our heart. That if we let him into our heart, he's going to take something away from us, or he's going to destroy us. And that is such a lie from the enemy. Because when we let Jesus into our heart, he doesn't destroy us, He heals us. He renews us. He helps us to live a life of abundance, of joy, all the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. The opposite of destruction. He builds us up. And then Jesus does something powerful. He rebukes him. And he says this phrase, quiet, come out of him. Isn't that interesting that Jesus would exercise by saying, Quiet. And then the unclean spirit convulsed and with a loud cry came out of him. And so we hear and see here that moments of exorcism of of Jesus commanding Satan to to leave us, there's going to be convulsing and difficulty, but we will not be harmed. He's not going to hurt us in the process. So... What are we to make of this reality of sin in the world and of the devil in the world, of his temptation, of his allurements, of his um, oppression and possession? Well, first of all, to realize that we are claimed by Christ. In baptism, we are protected from the enemy. The second thing is uh, my spiritual director is an exorcist in Scranton. And uh, he says, before he does any exorcism, now, of course, the person has to be medically checked out and make sure that they're of sound mind and it's not just a, a medical issue. But he says the first thing that he insists that they do is go to confession. 
that's like the primary form of exorcism for him, is to have them go to confession. Because to be exorcised is to turn away from Satan and return to the gospel. So all exorcisms involve conversion. Now it's good for you to know that there's minor exorcisms and there's major exorcisms. So the major exorcisms are kind of what you see in the movies. And uh, that's something where a trained exorcist appointed by the bishop would, um, would exorcise somebody. But there's also minor exorcisms. And these minor exorcisms can be prayed over people by a priest. And there's even some minor exorcisms that the baptized can pray with each other. And so I think it's important for us to know that, that we in our baptism, you in your baptism, me and my priesthood, have been given the power over Satan. You have the power by virtue of your baptism to cast out Satan. The third thing I think is that we have sacramentals in the church that are very helpful in terms of um, uh, keep, keeping Satan out. Um, one is holy water, so uh, that you have holy water in your homes, that you bless yourselves with holy water, you bless your children, you bless anything that you need to with the holy water. Holy salt is often sprinkled into the holy water as well. The prayer of St. Michael the Archangel, know that prayer, memorize that prayer. It's so important that you know the prayer of St. Michael the Archangel because he casts Satan into hell whenever you pray that. And then finally, um, Paul came, when Paul was preaching and, and exercising himself, he always commanded in the name of Jesus Christ that Satan come out of her. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. So if you're ever faced with temptation, if you're ever faced with the enemy doing something in your life or in your family's life, always say, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. Always in the name of Jesus. There's so much power in his name. Um, there's complete power in his name. So just by saying, in the name of Jesus, Satan will be completely checked and cast out. And the final thing I want to reflect on is his, his saying, quiet, come out of him. I think that's a very interesting um, form of exorcism, is to say, quiet. And I think it's because we live in such a noisy world. And Satan hates silence. Why does he hate silence? Because when we are in silence, we encounter and hear the voice of God. Satan hates silence. And so he will use noise in any way that he can in our lives. He will try to fill up every moment of our days with, with noise, with music, with distractions, with TV on in the background, whatever it may be, constant noise. And that's why we hear in the, the reading of St. Paul, I wish you to be free from anxieties. I wish you to be free from this constant noise so you, so you can experience the peace of God. Cardinal Sarah uh, wrote, wrote a, a, just a beautiful book, and it's called The Power of Silence, and the subtitle is Against the Dictatorship of Noise. The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise. So he says noise is a, is a dictator. It's ruling our lives. And the power of silence can overcome that. So I just want to read you a couple quotes. He said, The combat against evil plays out over time, and it's important to persevere and not to lose hope. So when we're tempted, when we hear, feel the enemy, not to lose hope. But he says, God is fashioning hearts, and evil never has the last word. In the darkest night, 
God works in silence. So if you're tempted by the enemy, spend some time in silence. If you're tempted by the enemy, come up here to Eucharistic adoration. Spend some time in silence by the, before the Lord. He will flee immediately when you come before the Blessed Sacrament. And he says the devil invites mankind to rebellion and disorder, and with the litany of subterfuges, he sows discord and incites us to pour out hatred on each other. He calls them the old scratch, always makes a noise and a lot of racket so as to prevent us from resting in God. The devil will not be able to reach us in the strongholds of silence. So spend time in silence. Foster silence in your home. Foster silence in your workplace. Spend some time in silence because the devil hates it. Because that's where we encounter God. So remember your baptism. Remember the gifts that you've been given in baptism, the protection that you have from the enemy. Remember that you have been given by the power of your baptism in union with Christ, the power to cast out Satan. Remember to pray the St. Michael prayer. Um, remember to go to confession if you need to. Remember that ultimately we can always call out and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, Satan, to be gone. Memorize that. Say it. In the name of Jesus, I command you, Satan, to be gone. And when he is gone, we will experience the profound peace that comes to us in silence. So don't let him abduct you. Next time he slashes your tires or does something to trip you up, know that you can instantly and immediately turn to Christ and he will save you.